Hi everyone, I'm doing a little solo blogging as I'm driving along. I was just, I was watching one of these motorcycle videos from a blogger I really like. His name is Tikio Sam, Papa Tikio over there in Tokyo, Japan. And I really like when he, he cycles or he gets his motorcycle and straps on a GoPro and just drives around and does his blog. And I was thinking, oh, I wish I could do that. And I was thinking maybe should I, should I get on my, my bike? and attach a, 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 a GoPro to my helmet or something like that. And I was like, wait, I'm driving right now. And not only am I driving, I'm driving from Riga to Tartu. I just spent three days in Riga. So I wanted to show you guys some of the scenery along the way and then do my solo blog. Cause I'm always a little bit like solo or people into solo, they want to, I get it. You want to hear a conversation, I know. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I don't have a chance to get a conversation or I don't want to talk to nobody that week and sit down and, and get right into it and make a great conversation. So, you know, then I'm thinking, do you want to hear this? Could it be interesting? Okay, you just keep it short, maybe 30 minutes. Because there's always that little self-critic. It's always the, the little critic. Can I do this? Am I that good at that? Am I that popular? Does that many people listen? What's my hook? Gah. So I'll just do it. So what I'll do is I'll switch the camera out to the external view so you guys can see it. Okay, it's raining. We're on the way from Riga to, to Tartu. It's, uh, there we go, you can see a bit more of the road, the thing. Um, yeah, I just spent three days in Riga. I was down there for Comedy Latvia. We were doing um, job interviews. So maybe if you're listening in Estonia, you know we have the group Comedy Estonia. We're a bunch of comedians and we've made it work and we've got a business and we've got tours happening and soon we've got Ari Mati's tour happening. That's a really big thing. Trying to make some tour happening in the middle of COVID because I don't know. If we, if we don't make a tour happen now, we may as well pack up and go home. It's like, how long can you go without doing your thing? How long can you go without getting income and and how long can you psychologically survive? So we're doing whatever we can to make this tour happen. And I was just in Riga because we have a Comedy Latvia and Comedy Latvia is not as advanced as Comedy Estonia. Um, we've got some cool guys down there. We've got some good comedians, but because there hasn't, like I've been in, a, in Thailand, I haven't been able to focus on Latvia. Uh, my co-founders are Dana. She's Latvian, but uh, she doesn't live in Latvia anymore. And so it's been a slow kind of thing and we wanted to hire, we've already had a producer uh, um, and then he left a couple months ago and then we wanna get like a senior person, like another partner and be like, okay, are you gonna work to grow this thing? So we put a job out at and Dana's really good at writing applications, like she's a copywriter professionally. She's a communications person, marketing, that sort of thing. So uh, she wrote this killer ad, such good text, so good description of what we do. Uh, I wrote some ideas and what I wanted. She really just turned that around and made a really good text. And so we're interviewing people and it, it's been good to interview so many people. It's a tough role to interview for because you kind of like got to be like me back in the day, like in Comedy Estonia, do everything, do all the things. Uh, you've got to have a little bit of business stuff. You've got to be able to run it. It's a business, a little bit of accounting. Think from a business sense, think about money coming in and out. You've got to do that. You gotta to plan tours, you gotta to plan open mics, so we need that monthly schedule of open mics in Riga, you gotta do that. Then we're gonna have autumn tour, 
and we have solo tours. You got to be able to book shows and talk to venues and put a tour together. You got to do that bit. Then the person needs to do a little bit of sales. We've got to do them private shows. That's also how we all make money. Someone goes to a company party and uh, does a set or does a hosting and then the comedian gets some money, the, the company gets some money. So we need you need to do some simple, like not super advanced uh, kind of sales, but still some something like that. And then kind of finally, what I think is the most important quality needed in such a person is you need to be a leader and you gotta be a mentor for these comedians. And you've gotta be able to guide them and be like, build a relationship with each of them, each of you, you know, especially your main comedians, and understand what they wanna do next. And sometimes you're gonna to have to push them and sometimes they're gonna to wanna to do things that you don't think is a good idea, but you gotta meet it in the middle and you gotta respect each other and it's gotta be an equal partnership. That's the secret that I've discovered running Comedy Estonia, that you can't make comedians do nothing they don't want to do. They, they'll just do nothing otherwise. You can't force them. And so that relationship has to be a partnership. And sometimes they've got to trust in you and sometimes you've got to trust in them and make it happen. And I reckon that's the most important part. If you can do that bit, the rest of the shit we can learn how to do. We can get an accountant. We can even get a little offhand side producer or something to help us, you know, set up lights and a microphone and that sort of stuff. So we interviewed some people and as expected, not one person had all of those skills. There's some one person that was really good at leadership and mentorship, but never run entertainment industry before. I'm not so opposed to that because that was me. I have a master's of computer science. You all know that. I used to work in IT programming and then uh, started to become a comedian 10, 12 years ago. And now I'm, I transferred those skills over. So I, I can see how that could happen. Uh, you know, someone else has been in the entertainment industry a long time. They know how to do that hustle. But it's like, oh, is that really a business person? Is that really someone who can effectively run a business and grow a business? Um, and there are other people that were just kind of effective middle managers. And you could see like, yeah, you could apply those skills. So we've got to think about now, we've got a few candidates and, and do those people want to come into our company as well? We don't have that much money. Um, actually, it was in the job ad, so I'm not telling any secrets, but we've got like 10,000 in that bank of Comedy Latvia. And kind of the um, mission to this person is that's your starting money. You need to get this company rolling again and you got 10 grand. That's not your budget for a year, but that's your start money. And then we've got to book some private shows get some income, we've got to get that tour going. And it's a hard, it's hard to, to do it. I could see that in Estonia, we had why Estonia, Comedy Estonia, far more advanced than Comedy Latvia, um, even though Estonia is half the size of Latvia. And beyond like, Estonia is awesome, which will most is most Estonian people will think, I think. Um, that we just sort of, it was just the right people at the right time. I don't think... I'm a fucking genius. I don't think Sander is necessarily a fucking genius. But, you know, I met this guy, Sander, eventually, and we started to work it out. And I had some business sense. But not only that, I could host and talk so I could produce income, do hostings and, and support the company in that way. 
and then in Sander you got this guy who's really committed to doing stand-up uh, and um, well you might say a, a you know, freakishly good talent you're just sort of popping out of the oven needing work but having that raw ability right there and then the two of us just had that perfect combination or not perfect but pretty good combination a good combination and we we're both able to you know use our skill sets to to make it and what do you do if you don't have that so it's good I think we're going to get somewhere with these comedy life few people we got three people that we like they need to now go to some more shows and talk to the comedians because it's that partnership with the comedians they got a comedian's got to be down I can't just hire someone and then be like yo here's the new guy or person or woman that does it yeah they got to be into it and then not only that I got to get that person up to Talon for a little while um, they need to see what comedy Latvia could be when it grows we've got a lot of employees in Estonia we've got five employees for better or for worse uh, lots of comedians seven eight professional comedians I need to get that person up to Talon for a few days and get, you know, Merrily and Henrik and Hella and Christina talking to them so they can learn, right, this is the path. This is the one possible way. And I definitely, like, I understand that Lafia is not Estonia. And I definitely something that I I suffered, suffered from in the beginning is going, this is what worked in Estonia, we must do it in Latvia. This is the way these comedians in Estonia work. It's going to be like that in Latvia. And... I do understand now with time things are a little bit different. Estonia is one possible blueprint for how it could happen. And and one example of that is even working with companies. Like Comedy Estonia comedians are very purist. They just want to do stand-up. And you will notice that we don't have many black brand collabs. We're not working. We're not influencers. Maybe we are, but we don't try to be. Um, we don't not that much on TV we're not flogging merch or you know someone else's gear just want to do stand up we're not that much in other things and that's just the culture that we got I don't know I, I think it kind of again comes from the roots of me and Sander and then you got guys like Mikhail coming on board who just just didn't want to do it and those guys being fortunate enough that they are talented enough that they could just do stand-up. Because that's all well and good to be like, yo, I'm gonna be a stand-up, all I wanna do is stand on this stage. But you still gotta support yourself. You still gotta get make a media career. And in Latvia, not to say those guys are any worse, not at all, but they're just more open to doing brand collaborations. Those guys are like, cool, no factor, we don't mind. Uh, also, because Dana, uh, my co-founder, down there she's in marketing she she does campaigns that's literally her bread and butter coming to a stop sign here gotta cross the railroad christ here we are in soviet latvia so yeah dana um you know she's got that marketing communications she knows how to put together a campaign and, and knows how to do that marketing stuff and so in Latvia, they've made like some good income. They worked with Jameson's, that, that the, the the whiskey brand. Worked with Bolt. They worked with up a couple of other companies, and we just were so retarded about that in Estonia. We can't seem to pull it together. As much as we may think that's a reasonable idea, cultures of people get so hard to change. So so Latvia is not Estonia. <laughs> Although you wouldn't know it 
by this uh, footage as we're driving through the Latvian road here. Uh, it's all the same stuff, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> so I've been down there in Riga. Um, I like my time in Riga. Tim always gives me shit because I usually I don't like Riga. I'm like, it's fucking shit all, it's all old Soviet. Everything's bleh, bleh. and I, I and it, what it really was is because for years the only time I'd be in Riga is to do comedy shows, and the and that meant like Lewis had to drive, so of course I didn't like. I drove for four and a half hours or something, and then got half an hour off, and then had to go set up the venue and sell the tickets and host the show, and then look after the headliner and do everything. So I mostly had stressed out memories of Riga and it was nice to be there and be more relaxed. Ah, yeah, I haven't been there for 18 months. You probably haven't. Whoever is listening, I bet you you haven't been there for 18 months at least either. What I've noticed is Old Town Riga is way nicer without all the stag parties. Way nicer without all those drunk English fucks running around the place. But also more than that, it means the venues that just catered to that sort of country don't, they're not so much there anymore. A lot of closed down or they reoriented themselves around, you know, Latvian people. So I would say there's less going on in Old Town. It's still pretty active. It's certainly no ghost town, but there's less going on in Old Town Riga, but there seems to be way more happening in the immediate areas outside of the, the, the streets and the suburbs just outside of Old Town. Way more cool cafes, way more cool stores, plenty of cool, like nice secondhand stores, not like shitty old rundown Humana. Yeah, Humana's all right, but ugh, some of those stores can be, ooh. Cool stores, cool places to be. Yeah, Riga's looking all right. Nice places to eat, lots of good food. Not just kebabs, like good international food. I had a really nice ramen. There was this cool, very authentic Vietnamese place next to where I was staying as well. That's nice to see something's happening in Riga. Because lockdowns have been uh, way harder in Latvia. Um, they still have masks. I had to show my COVID pass to sit inside the restaurant yesterday and they scanned the QR code and it came up green. I'm like, fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't bring any masks with me. So I've been using one dirty mask for two and a half days. Uh, thankfully, I'm soon back over the border in sweet motherland of Estonia where we can throw off our masks and I don't know, get COVID. I don't know what's going on. Because tonight we've got, I'm going to Tartu direct. I'm not going to Tallinn. I'm going to Tartu because we've got the first Ari Mati show in, in Tartu at Barnamoina. And this is and this is the first COVID safe show where we've got to show vaxxers and you got to, I don't know, jump on the spot three times and dance around and pray to the God of Kayakalas to get into the venue. I don't know. Oh, I'm very proud of Merrily and Henrik and the team who made that happen that we now have these COVID safe shows and... Uh, We've got testing on site. I don't know how that works. Some company comes and they fucking stick their dick up your nose and they squirt three times and then the blue light comes on if you've got COVID or not. I don't know. But eight euros, people can get tested at the door. So I'm going to go there tonight. We don't know how. Is it going to be a shit show? Is there going to be just like people just running like, I can't get in and like 
I don't know, like, is it going to be nuts? We'll see. But I'm glad we're doing this tour with Ari. I'm glad for Ari, man. Like, I mean, you know, you know Ari, he's a crazy person. But still, there's a lot of pressure on him. He's trying to put together a tour. We know the hour is killer. I mean, you know, come on, sorry. We know that hour is, is off the wall. But still, as a comedian, he feels that pressure to put that stuff together. And, you know, all this COVID stuff. It's Estonia. When, when someone you know, is freaking out about their show, they just try to DM the artist directly because everyone in Estonia thinks they can just talk to anyone straight up. And I appreciate, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to kind of do. Do your tour, do your hour in the middle of all this stuff. And he's doing well. And I know my friend Ari, he'll just get a couple shows under his belt and then he'll be getting strong. It's all good. It's just like, it's for any artist. Any artist starting any tour is gonna be like this. So it's a big night. I'm gonna be in target. It was good to get away. Yeah, so it's it's still sort of this like touch and go stuff for Comedy Estonia. How, we, yeah, we just gotta do this Ari tour just to get money. Like basically we will be doing as many tours, as many shows as we can. That's the way we get through this. It's been 18 months without making money and all the government funding, all the helping can only help in the end. We gotta get moving, we gotta do shows. So I don't know if I'm doing that thing that Lewis always does where supposed, Lewis is supposed to be talking about himself, but instead starts talking about how comedy Estonia is. Uh, I do it less than I used to, but I'm doing all right. I'm doing well when everyone else is doing well, I think. And what I've been enjoying lately is doing more projects on my own. I make these shitty retro video games videos for YouTube and they're terrible, but I like it. Uh, and no one watches it, and I don't care, because that is one thing I do know from doing comedy. You gotta just pound away. You gotta just keep going. And it's, even with the podcast, even with this podcast that you're listening to right now, I got over 100 episodes just by sticking out through it. Just even having triple digits means something. And it's the same thing with these videos. And I like making these videos because I like talking about computer games and retro stuff. I got a lot of shit. I love collecting. I love going to markets and secondhand stores and making pickups. And I'm not really the collector, the video games collector that buys expensive stuff. I'm not opposed to it if there was something I truly loved. But I'd rather spend my money getting a ticket to Japan, spending that money on going there in a hotel and traveling around and seeing some old secondhand stores in Tokyo instead. That's more. And then buying small things when I'm there. But I'd rather have the like adventure of it so i'm making these videos and i like making them because there's something i can do basically on my own for 10 years it's been running comedy estonia and these uh i'm gonna overtake this guy yeah boy it's been like running comedy estonia which i love but i, I know i've talked a lot about it. it's both exhausted me and made me spent but it's something I can't never truly give away and can't give up on either. It's still something so connected to like my soul. But that is, a, even though stand-up is a singular thing, it's still leading this company. It's still working in a group. It's still running those shows. It's still leading those people and making sure that everyone has what they need to get stuff done. 
So it's even hard sometimes just to be a stand-up comedian because I go to a show and I'm like, oh, I organize this or I, you know, I do this and I know everything about it. And I don't know, I, I get a bit uh, anxious sometimes. Yeah, I'm not just a comedian. I'm always going to have that producer side in me and I don't know how that's going to be. That's my story, balancing those things out. But I like these videos because they're just me. That's all I do. I, it's me. I just put a camera up, some lights, do some shitty editing, and I didn't need to involve anyone else. It didn't need to be a collaborative project. And it's nice just to have some. You gotta have both. You gotta have group. We can't just be hermits. But I like having that, so they give me a lot. But still, there's not that much time. Well, I mean, there is time because I can, uh, I'm way more free now that Merrily's CEO. I can make a day to make a video. Last week I did. I made a whole day just to make a video because it's not about like being on YouTube and like, yeah, I'm getting the numbers, things are going up. That day was a good day for me because I made a video because I did that work and I could take that time. It's interesting being in Latvia. Yeah, loads of the guys were just like, oh, I heard you're not doing comedy Estonia anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, 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 I'm still doing it. Just made someone else the CEO. Someone else has to do spreadsheets and hiring, I don't know, tour decisions and the million other things, the million other procedural things that a CEO has to do, organized parking. How is everyone's budgets? Everyone getting paid on time? Reliasing with the accountant? making sure the office is fine. All these things that takes to run a company. And I'm really happy to have someone else do that. And a great person, Marilee's a great person to do that. And I can already see those changes. These are changes I've been trying to make in my life for a long time. Sometimes we can't just make these huge. If you watch enough YouTube videos, they'll make you think you can just change. Bam, change. Go do it. Fucking Jocko's yelling at you, just go do it. Sometimes change takes time. And we just got to move, move things along. And I can see my life changing like that, but we're still slowed down from COVID. If I had my way, I'd go live in Tokyo for three months. I can't, you can't even get into Japan right now. I mean, they are super fucked from the Olympics. You probably all have some idea of that from the Olympics. Like they're so, so fucked. Uh, they have a state of emergency, but that like means nothing. All it does is mean bars close a little bit earlier. And in the meantime, there's every crazy athlete running around coughing on everybody as well. But I love Tokyo and I love getting away and I love being there. And I'd go there for three months. Why three months? Because it's like longer isn't re probably real. I'm probably not gonna move there for years, especially not on my own, maybe with my partner. But on my own, like I'm 41, I'm not just gonna pack up and leave everything behind. Things that I like, you know, Comedy Estonia I like. My relationship I like. There's something old Lewis never used to say. I like all these things. Could life be happier, or not only happier, like more exciting, sure. I live in Lagri. So it's more like three months is like a realistic thing because you don't, you know, especially if you have to go there for a year, you got to get a visa, go get an apartment. Oh, they're not good with the foreigners in Japan. Let me tell you, it's tough. My friends that I know that live there, they're like, they speak Japanese and it's still tough. They're like, three months is easy. I get a short-term apartment, no need for a lease. 
maybe even Airbnb. Don't need any visa. It can be touristic visa for that time. But it's still long enough to like get into it and be away and, and feel like you're in a different life for a different while. I want to make videos, write, live in a big city again. Man, here I am driving around the Latvian countryside where I kind of thought maybe this would be interesting for you guys to watch the road, but it's just green after green. Here is truck driving down street and it's just green after green. I don't know if I'm still gonna be talking when we get to the border. We're back in safe Estonia. The fatherland, the motherland. Do we say fatherland? Isama? Isama. Okay, so we say it's not Emama. <laughs> Is it? I guess you could say that. But it's Isama. Minuvaike Isama. Matagasi. Very soon. Matagasan? Tagasi? It's still Tagasan? I don't know. I gotta do that Estonian course soon as well. That is another change that's coming in my life, and I'm so shit scared of it. I'm shit scared of learning Estonian because I've put it off for so long, and in my mind, I've made it a thing like, I don't need it, I can get by. And so it came to it because I've understood there's three years to go, three years to go off my current visa, and I could apply again, I could, you know, just get another five-year visa after that but if I just learn B1 Estonian just yeah just Jesus if I just climb Mount Everest if I just get B1 Estonian then they'll give me permanent residency and I don't have to reapply every five years and I don't have to worry about my wage because I got to pay myself a wage to get this living visa and shit and I can just see like, I just get this permanent visa and I can come and go from Estonia whenever, whatever, live anywhere else, but then still come and live back in Estonia one day, live in Tokyo for a year, but then still come and live back in Estonia. I could see in the long term how getting a permanent residency would be advantageous. And I've got three years, I'm a dummy, it's probably gonna take me three years. And I've got to, use this time like I was saying now I'm uh, I'm not the CEO anymore I have choices for what to do with my time and I think I gotta learn and I don't know even how I learn I don't know grammar we did not learn grammar I do not know English grammar beyond noun and verb these things make it hard so I'm gonna start with a class I don't want to do Zoom. Uh, maybe that could be good. I don't even want to do one-on-one. -on -one. It feels very immediate. I think I'd like to be in a class where I can talk with people and you know, you just stop for a second and you can hear someone else and learn from them. And I think, I, I think there's something about being in a classroom. So I'm trying to find that. Then there's some way that maybe the Totokasa, the unemployment office can pay for it, but then I gotta go have an interview with Totokasa and I gotta convince them why I'm a sack of shit that really needs this. Usually it's for unemployed people, but I may be able to still get it. I mean, it's like 600 bucks for the first A1 course. So I guess I may as well try, go down and talk to Totokasa about it. 
So yeah, that's I'm so scared of it. I'm so like I put it's like when you put something off for so long and it becomes such a thing in the back of your mind. I know that means that when I do actually start spitting out sentences, that that will be an even greater level of satisfaction. Yes, I understand the psychology. I don't know. I know, and then for ages, for years, I thought to myself, if I do go and learn Estonian, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to, because I didn't, it was just pressure. I was like, oh, if I start telling everyone, there's going to be expectation. And then every motherfucker is going to ask about it. I'm like, oh, I don't want. And then what if I'm failing and it's really hard? And and I just thought for ages, I'm not even going to tell anyone. I'm just going to do classes. And then out of nowhere, like at A2 level, bust out my lines and just be like, but you know me, I can't shut up about nothing. I can't keep anything that I'm doing in my life so, so super secret. So yeah, I'm gonna go to these classes. We're gonna hear how I go. I guess it's good fodder for stuff to talk about. I'm really interested to see whoever else is in the class. Y'all know, you look around Estonia these days, there's so many more people. So many more people of color. So many more people from other kind of cool countries and they're cooking food and they're making jobs and they're doing stuff, which I think is rad right on. Uh, so it's going to be interesting who else is in class, you know, how maybe we tailor the classes around, you know, what we all need to know. So maybe I'm going to be learning bolt delivery driver Estonian. <laughs> I don't know. Such a, always a fucking cliche right now, isn't it? That all the foreigners, they just drive bolt. Hey man, do what you can. Do what you can to get by. We're not far from the Estonian border. Almost home in Isamar. Getting up there to Tartu. Trying to slow down as well with these conversations. I know that I talk a lot and I just like, stage, stage, stage. I was thinking about as well, why don't I do stand-up anymore? And I appreciate people still want me to come perform stand-up and that's a really nice thing. We still get offers. Hey, can Lewis come and do a stand-up? And I'm like, wow, you guys have long memories. I don't know done that stand up for ages but that's Estonia like if you can get if you can get the people to like you you know they will like you for a long time just don't, even as long as you don't, you don't screw it up too bad and, and look Igor Mung will tell you even if you do screw it up it's fine don't worry about it you know you know who's that uh, who was that guy Erkinon a couple of years ago every left wing Twitter, friggin' cancel culture was on him. He said something about the gays. We don't, oh, the chaos, you know. Now, two years later, the dude's fucking selling Sportland. Like, it's nothing. Sportland, the most youth-oriented brand where all they do is they get the young influencers. Orki not flogging Sportland. That tells me, and I, it's one of, I actually try to make that as a uh, lesson for our comedians. Look, you don't want to fuck up. You don't want to be doing and saying dumb shit. But if you do, just give it a bit of time. <laughs> You'll be all right. We don't have enough people in Estonia to properly implement cancel culture. <laughs> we wouldn't have anyone left. If everyone in Estonia who said something retarded got canceled, we would not have a country. <laughs> yeah, so I... I appreciate that, you know, people still remember he's a stand-up, even though now I would say I'm more of a mentor of comedians. 
and using my experience in the past as a stand-up. I get, I get a little self-conscious about that because for so long that was my, uh, you know, that, that was my label. That's who I am. That was my identity, Mr. Comedy Estonia. So you know, run in the company and not just Mr. Comedy Estonia, but like, you know, you're a comedian, you're a comedian, one of the first comedians, you kind of get known for that. And that's still introduce myself as a comedian um, inadvertently, just like you don't even think about it. Oh, we're coming to Valka, by the way, and I'm going to drive through the town because it's more interesting. We can cross the border and have a little celebration. Too bad I didn't take your alcohol orders, I'm sorry. But y'all are welcome to come over to Valka, get some booze, it's a nice place. Valka, Valka, it's a nice naming scheme. Um, Yeah, so it was sort of even that getting away from stand-up when it was just like too hard to be a stand-up and be right and, and be creative and artistic and run this business. But it, it left some, it left a hole in me. It, it left a, well, a nagging feeling like you should do it, you could do it. Potential, like leaving myself in potential. Am I, am I not pushing myself to my full potential? Am I just holding myself back? Am I not really doing it all? Um, yeah, and I don't know, I still feel it. You know, should I with stand-up? Is it natural to progress? Or is stand-up still this thing that eats away at my soul? Like, it's hard for me to write. It's hard for me to come up with these jokes. Guess what? Stand-up's hard. But, like, when I'm on the stage, if I have a set and I'm doing a set and you're in the moment and everything's killing, it is the greatest feeling. It is still one of the best feelings that I've ever had in my life. And that's like to know like, hey, you know that best feeling you had in your life? You can have it anytime you want. Just go up there and do it. Be like, I don't know, fool. That produces a lot of self-doubt and worry and internal strife. That can happen. And uh, yeah, I guess I was always worried. Like, am I never gonna go back to stand-up now? What am I doing these videos? I'm not a stand-up comedian. Who am I? Did I give up? You gave up. No one wants to give up on things. Was I giving up or was I evolving? Where's that ever, you know, am I just evolving as an artist that I want to do different things or am I giving up without absolutely getting my full potential? Oh my God, it'll send your mind fucking crazy. And it was even down in Latvia because I was probably more on the side of uh, I've given up or I haven't reached my full potential or I have somehow not lived up to my own expectations. I'm going to finish off this story once we enter Estonia. Oh, wow. Valka Park looks fucking great. Here we go. If you're watching the video, Valka has ended. We are in the Republic of Estonia. There's the signs. Rimi. Oh, sweet Rimi. I mean, they have Rimi in Latvia, but Estonian Rimi is way better. Some Estonian guy just driving over the border. Good on you, mate. Kids. Okay, we're back in safe Isama again. We're in Balga, the way it should be. So yeah, my, the self-doubt that I have inside of myself was always maybe erring me on the side of like, oh, Tartu, there's a, oh, there's a, a detour. Um, 
I was always erring me and even just like little things it's why it's good to talk to your friends it's good to talk to people they can help you and only child me tends to be in my head too much but I was talking to my buddy Giannis down there he's one of the stand-up stand-ups in comedy Latvia and I was telling him yeah I'm what I'm doing myself now I got a CEO now uh, I'm making videos now I'm doing some of my own projects and he was like whoa that's what every comedian wants to do. More and more as comedians, stand-up comedians get older and get on with their careers, they just wanna do the shit that they wanna do. And they have less time for maybe some industry bullshit, for maybe expectations of others. Maybe it's a thing for all you know people as you grow older, I don't know, but I just know comedians. And yeah, and comedians get older, they just wanna do what they wanna do and they want that freedom to do that. And I was like, and he was like, dude, you're doing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I don't have to view it as like, I didn't, you know, it's not like a lack of potential that I had. No, I'm like, now I'm just doing the stuff I want to do. That was nice. It's just nice to hear a nice perspective from your friend that maybe, maybe you don't have to constantly listen to your crippling self-doubt to believe that you're a sack of shit, but instead you might be on an okay course. And I know I'm on an okay course because I'm in Estonia, baby. Um, oh, this is the old. I'm turning the camera. That's the old. Uh, here, I make. That's the old like border crossing station. That's the border crossing station where we first tried to enter Latvia in 2006 when my buddies and I were traveling through here, and we were in Tartu, and. And we just didn't know nothing. There was, I mean, that was before Schengen and everything. And we bought this car in Sweden, but we didn't have the papers for it. Cause I don't know, I was like, papers, schmapers, who cares? And we got to the border here and they wouldn't let the car into Latvia because we didn't have the papers. And, but I still had to get to Riga cause I had a flight to go do some IT work that I was still doing then. And so I remember being stuck at the Valga border. There's like memories memories of being stuck here and while it looks reasonable today when you're driving around there was a nice park at the border 2006 that was still some soviet shit i thought i was lost in deep siberia when i was stuck in valga at 8 p.m at night without a way to get to riga the only way we got through is that we met some friends in tala in tato and uh i actually just called them up from my phone i'm like can you please talk to the border guard and my friend convinced them that you know we're not terrorists we're just retarded little Australians and they at least let us back into Estonia because otherwise we're like Latvia won't take us maybe that's what endeared me to Estonia maybe then I was like okay Estonia is the country for me Valga Soya Museum Emma Park military museum and you can jump around and shoot a gun and shit Oh, there's already... Fuck you! Look, five minutes within Estonia and there's already a goddamn billboard with Yuri Ratas's face on it. Oh, Jesus. Can't I go ten minutes without seeing that fat fuck plastered in front of my view? I don't know if you saw when uh, those... When those uh, Olympics... When the girls came back from the Olympics, the fencing girls, the sword fencing girls, when they won the gold. And... The way it comes is they come into Tallinn Airport and instead of going through the main terminal, they take them through that old terminal, the, the OG terminal off to the side. 
and so they can walk straight in and there's media and shit and there's flowers and you know families and it's a beautiful scene that we all watched live but what got me about that thing was like, yeah, I mean, there's a, st- a stage and of course all the politicians have to make their speech to so they can be seen. But how about if you were one of these ladies involved in the fencing? It's a huge thing. You worked your whole life. Train, 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 train. You become best in the country, best in Estonia. Then you get selected. Oh, we're gonna go represent our great nation at the Olympics. And then that gets canceled for a year. So then you gotta do it again. You gotta wait one more year. Finally, you get to the Olympics. First round, second round. You're battling COVID. You're ba- trying to find a good ramen in Tokyo. You're trying to, you know, and you win. You win fucking gold for your country. It's your lifetime, lifetime achievement for yourself. Huge, massive thing for your country. And then you, you get your gold and it's amazing. The world spotlight is on you and they put you on a flight, Tokyo, you come back to Tallinn, you enter in the fucking side entrance, and the first thing, within 10 minutes of getting back in the country, you have to listen to a speech by Yuri Ratas. Oh, God, talk about punishment. Why? Just let him in. Just give him some money, thank him for having, it's a good life. I read that, was it the fencing one or somebody else? Someone who won gold at the Olympics. They got given a plot of land in Hiomar. And I think that's the most realistic way to buy property in Estonia these days. You're going to have to win gold at the Olympics. Seems easier than buying a plot of land at a reasonable price. Price right now. I, I'm thinking about maybe i got to get on the treadmill, run a few kilometers start entering a race. This seems like a more realistic strategy than getting a loan from Sweatbank and then trying to buy some overpriced piece of land in this property market. (laughs) Better get my permanent residency, then I can buy something. So this is it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, I'll kind of wrap it up soon. It's just 40 minutes, 45 minutes. We're in safe Estonia. On the way to Tartu, I've got a few hours. I go check out the Sobrat, Sobrate. Do I ever say that right? I just, it's one of those phrases, like the secondhand store, Sobrat, Sobrate. It's so hard for me to, to get out that it's like one of those sentences. I just, those titles that I just say so quickly and just move on so no one could acknowledge how stupid I just said those two words. I'm going to go to the second hand store, maybe the Uskasutuskeskus, see what's up. And then by 4 p.m., we're setting up at Vanamoina. There's going to be a tent. There's going to be testing. I don't know what sort of crazy anti-vax COVID people probably protesting. I don't know. But I'm down for it because that's what we're here for. So thanks for listening. I don't know yet whether I'll release this as an extra episode or a solo or some sort of uh, the main one on Wednesday if I can't find someone else to talk to. But uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you liked the video of me driving around the countryside. Thanks a lot. I'll, uh, I'll see you next time.